Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am recording. I'm in the middle of the agency right now. To my left, I just see a bunch of blue water. I see mountains. I see a really big yacht. There are lots of boats around. I am remote. I have left Istanbul. Istanbul was incredible. My very last day, I did a full Turkish hammam experience. I have made a video about it if you want to check that out on my social platforms. But wow, Turkish hammam, Turkish bath culture is just incredible. I'm going to do a full episode just on the way that Turkish people approach beauty because it deserves its own space. But I just have to say, should you find yourself in this part of the world, definitely, definitely do Turkish bath. They exfoliate your entire body. You feel like a newborn baby once you're done. It was fabulous. Now I'm in Bodrum, which is like a very chic part of Turkey. It's kind of like the Hamptons, right? So like if you live in Istanbul, a lot of people have second homes in Bodrum, but a lot of people come to Bodrum just for vacation. It's really glamorous, gorgeous restaurants, beautiful beaches, lots of beach clubs. Mavi is having an incredible time. He's met all of his Turkish cousins, which has been so sweet to see. He's been playing in the water. I just, I love seeing him thrive here in his half of his home country. Now, before we get into today's episode with Wheezy. I have to make an announcement that I've never, I don't think I've ever made it on this podcast, but this episode is explicit. It's not sexually graphic. You may know Wheezy from her very, very, very popular sex podcast called Horrible Decisions. You may also remember if you're a longtime listener when Mandy, her co-host came on the show, Um, but there's some language that may not be appropriate for kids. I always get really sweet messages from a lot of you that listen to this podcast that say, oh, I listen with my mom or like I'll send I, you know, I listen with my young niece in the car. Most of my episodes, totally okay to do that. This one, I would say maybe listen alone with your headphones. Maybe you don't want to send this one to your mom, but you could. It's nothing too over the top, but I would just say if you listen with small children around, maybe that's not a good idea. But it was a great conversation. We talked about so many different things. And I think the best part, we were able to record in person, in real life, in her podcast studio in Soho. And I'm so excited to start recording again in person more. This podcast used to be only in-person conversations. I only interviewed people IRL in the flesh. And then because of COVID, I had to switch to interviewing on Zoom, which is great. And you're still able to connect with people, but I love just having a conversation IRL. So it was so fabulous talking to Wheezy. This is such a funny, fun episode. We cover a lot. And I, pre- I really appreciate the support. Please do take a moment and give this podcast a five-star rating. If you love the show, I would so, so appreciate it. And let's get into this conversation with Weezy. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence, every inch, stitch, 
Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I am joined by Weezy, who has two podcasts. A new show on Fuse. Congratulations. Thank just you. premiered. What else do you do? You're sex positive. You're a sex educator. What else do I do? Entrepreneur. I think I do too much. You do a lot. It's enough. What's your sign? I'm a Pisces. Okay. I don't know. Do Pisces do a lot? They cry. Pisces are very emotional. I already cried today. <laughs> What'd you cry about today? Um, It was like nothing. I was just crying about how I haven't eaten. And my friend was laughing at me because we were on the phone. I was like, I just don't know when I'm going to get a moment. Like... She's like, bitch, do you have a banana in the house? But I get very dramatic over nothing. Okay, I get that. It's like bad, like drama queen. Like if I had a reality show, which I would never do. like Why not? I feel like you would be great on reality TV. Only because I would keep giving you Kim faces. Like <laughs> every every meme of like that we would use in life would yeah. come from me crying on a reality show. Yeah. Can you guys just like turn on the cameras for a moment? Because I'm like really going through it. <laughs> that would be me. I would love that. Well, I hear you talk about sex all the time on Horrible Decisions. I've been listening from the very, very beginning. Oh. So I'm excited to talk to you about beauty. So you grew up in Orlando. I did. Now, I feel like Florida is not known for its beauty culture. Yeah. We're not beautiful people down there. <laughs> Um, I was born in San Fran, okay. moved to Florida when I was like super young, like seven or six or something. And then in New York, I think was the only time I really got to understand beauty, beauty. and makeup. But even yeah. then, it's like not like I do it well. No, you do. <laughs> you look great. So, but your mom, but tell me your like ethnic background. I know you're half Jewish. My mom is black. Okay. My dad is Israeli. Okay. Um, so she converted to Judaism to get okay. married to him. That's how like Jews are super right like religious or whatever but um yeah i mean i grew up a jewish girl i guess but then once my mom kind of got over it once they'd been married like 15 years she was like fuck it we're going to church <laughs> i love that well growing up did you feel like you were like did you have to pick between your black identity or fitting in like did you feel like you had a hard time kind of fitting in i didn't have a difficult time fitting in more than i like had a difficult time figuring out who i was mm -hmm. like i was always uncomfortable about my hair like my hair bothered me so much. Like I didn't even start wearing braids and shit until like maybe five years ago. Wow. Because you wanted it to be straight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And um, I feel like that's like mixed girl woes all the time. Like we hear, but like it's real because yeah. you're just like, so I knew black people, like all my friends were black. I, I had the black mom and all my cousins was black. My, my father's family is in Israel. So I never really felt like there was whiteness around me more than I wasn't sure how black I was. I see. Like that was confusing to yeah. me. And then once you become an adult and you realize, oh, you're a nigga either way. Like that's really what ended up happening. When I started working in corporate America, I was like, oh, it's not giving mixed girl. <laughs> so so when you were in corporate, did you feel like you had to conform to a certain beauty standard and look a certain way to be taken seriously? Sure. Yeah. I can send you some pictures we can post with this. Like always flat iron my hair. Okay. Always, 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 even with my tattoos, like I never showed them if I because like 
I just didn't know how they would view me. Right. Um, and then not until my last year was I like braids all day. Yeah. All day at work. And just because how comfortable it is, right? How yeah. good my hair feels when it's braided and how much more it matches the texture. Like, but my hair was like fucking crazy when I'd have to like flat iron it. And then I had to get my body wave that was Malaysian. Like, you're not Malaysian. Sis. <laughs> like, I feel like weaves are so hard because that leave out, you can't blend it properly. And then people want you to have the best weave. But right. in order to have the best weave, it's not going to be the kinky straight. Right? right. Right. So I started wearing kinky straight hair and then it was like a little better. And that was like my first step into like, all right, well, fuck it now. Yeah, I love that. Well, growing up, did you feel beautiful? Yeah, okay. I felt like a pretty girl. My parents always made me feel very That's pretty, good. like especially with the affirmations my mom wanted me to do. But there was a weird point in time, I think, once like that college in early adult age mm-hmm. came because then I wasn't sure if I was pretty. Because Interesting. Then you meet other hot people. Right. <laughs> like in high school, I was like, I'm definitely better looking than y'all. <laughs> and then it was like, ooh, maybe not. Where'd you go for college? I was in Orlando still okay. and ended up dropping out. But when I moved to New York, that was when beauty, I think, like really changed me. Like the standards of beauty changed. Right. Right. right? Like I think in Florida... Black women, Latinas, white women, all of them have to have the same look, mm-hmm. right? I mean, by same look, I mean like the standard, whether it be your body type or whatever. And then in New York, like people with huge gap teeth were sexy, right? And, right, Like in that model-esque look that I just didn't understand as someone from Florida because it's very small town kind of yep. place. Yeah, Like my best friend Vinny has the biggest gap I've ever seen, but it's really cute on him. And I remember in school, I went, went to school with a kid who had a big gap and they made fun of him so much. And the first thing everyone always says about Vinny is how much they love his smile. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's New York shit. Yeah. When did you move to New York? Five or six years ago for work. Um, And I didn't think I'd end up doing stuff like this, but I worked in corporate America. I worked for the same company in Orlando. It was like a telecommunications company. It's a big one. And when I moved, I did uh, training, sales for like corporations, Mm -hmm. things like that. And then I just decided on horrible decisions as like a fun hobby. Yeah. And now it's your full-time thing, which which I love. I love that. I feel like five or six years ago, did you ever go to the everyday people parties? Oh my God. Yes. I feel like going to those parties and seeing how beautiful everyone was and how different everyone looked. I was like, wow, okay. This is like the picture of New York. I definitely stopped sleeping white guys after everyday people. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I had never been with black men. I mean, I just, when I moved to New York, that was when I was like, these white boys are kind of cute. Right. So like I had a different attractivity level to like white people in Florida because I always imagined it in this very MAGA way, even before it was that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how you see it. And then when I moved to New York, I'm like, oh, you guys can be like from Europe and shit. Right, right. And then it was like, everybody just had different face features. Like, yep. so it was really hot. And then every day people brought me right back. <laughs> <laughs> right back to black people. Mm-hmm. Love it. How do you think dating and like when you were growing up, dating people changed the way you thought about yourself in terms of your looks and how you presented yourself? Did you ever like date someone that said, oh, I like when your hair is this way or tried to be controlling? For sure. For sure. My first boyfriend I ever had was super controlling and um, never really emotionally abusive about my looks more than my actions mm-hmm. about me being too extroverted or loud mouth, mm-hmm. which... It's funny. I'm sure he's watching me now. Like, well, at least you make money on it. (laughs) But as far as my looks, not too much. The only thing I would say about my looks is that it was more like, that's when I started to understand that light skin privilege was real. Mm. Like I've had some men say things to me, like you be acting like a dark skin girl. I'm like, whoa. Oh yeah. What does that mean? I mean, we always, and we as in just like, right. People, that assumption that darker skin is aggression, Mm. right. Darker skin, black men and women being angry. 
I've heard that. Um, a man within, not the last few, since I moved to New York, a guy told me that I was as dark. He was like, I don't even go paper bag rounds. Are you right there? Wow. And what complexion was he? Black as shit. See, that's like so upsetting, right? Because you think about his mother and the you know women around him who raised him. I think that black men in certain fields, not really anymore, because I feel like I'm not running into that as much. But I had even been taught like, oh, the athletes date white women or, mm. you know, they want this kind of girl. And um, yeah, I remember him telling me that. I don't remember his job, but I know it was like something kind of up there. And he did make mention that I was like as dark as he would go. That's so wrong. Well, you've just had your premiere of your new show on Fuse. Congratulations. How does it feel for it to be like out into the world? So good because I've been like talking about it for so long. I'm sure people were like, girl, you don't have a TV show. <laughs> no, we, we all knew it was coming. It was taking forever, dude. And then it was like two weeks of filming, no, three weeks of filming. And I had no life. I couldn't film horrible decisions. I couldn't be in the studio with everybody. It was really intense. I didn't understand TV at all. Well, I love the concept of sex sells and like talking to these different people that are making money from doing things, not sex work, but adjacent to kind of the sex industry. How did it feel seeing yourself on television? I know it premiered on Monday. I feel like there's like the way you look in the mirror and then there's the way you look on TV. Yeah, And you looked great, but... I was like, wow, my makeup looks great, but my teeth are huge. (laughs) But I did get them whitened and everything before I got it done. I will say I like really liked how I looked. I mean, I'm making a joke about my teeth, but I really was happy with how I looked. Good. I felt really cute. I felt bubbly. I feel like I feel like a happy person and like someone that can get along with everybody. Mm-hmm. But I was really glad that I felt like watching it. I would like myself. That yeah. was really important to me. Yeah, I know you're very likable. Thank you. Good, positive energy. I wanted to because like there was days where I was like really bitchy. Dude, the day of the first episode, nobody knows this. I've never even told this on Horrible. That episode that you watched it wasn't the first day of filming yeah that episode but with Charlemagne. but uh camera went missing in my studio mm. and i had to power through that was one of the worst days i had on set ever yeah. because i'm like did someone from the set take it right and i have to keep working with it right you're looking did, around everyone like do we leave the doors open and some ups guy came and sold it i didn't know what the fuck was going on and it was just really brutal and it was like well not only are you talent you're also the business entity that we rented this space from So we needed to just be talent now, not be that person. Right. And it was really difficult for me. And I mean, luckily, you know, we still don't know who did it. But Fuse, of course, you know, was really kind about it and took care of it. But in that moment, it's like, what do we do? Right. Right. So it was crazy. Well, it's all it all worked out. You have incredible skin. I want to talk about your skincare. Ah, no, you have perfect skin. I have eczema. All through school, I was made fun of for my skin, like elementary. Really? Which is crazy because I still thought I was cute. But I had a ki- like kids bark at me because I have spots on my neck. Call me a Dalmatian. Wow. Oh, mean. Mean, That's mean, like mean. traumatic. Oh my God. Calling me grandma because my skin looked old. And it's crazy as an adult when people leave me comments about how nice my skin is. You I'm like, great skin. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. When you think it was like the worst part of your life. No, it's so good. So, so I need your like full routine. What do you do? What do you do? What's your skincare routine? Morning, okay. evening? It's really basic. Okay. I wash my face in the morning with one of those little brushes. I know you're not supposed to use them every day, but they okay. feel so good. Okay. The Clarisonic brushes? They're not real Clarisonic. It's from Ross, girl. Okay. <laughs> it was $4.99, but maybe it's probably not as strong because it's not the Clarisonic. Okay. Yeah. Because usually that's like a little harsh on your skin. Yeah. But, but okay. this is like super easy and it okay. just, it's like a face massage. That's my favorite massage is a face massage. So um, I wash my face in the morning with water and um, Benefit. Okay. 
the benefit like cleansing balm. I like okay. thick stuff because my skin's so dry. And then once that's done, I put on Trader Joe's rose oil. Okay, nice. Which has now been discontinued. Oh no. So I just have a bunch in my house. They were only $3.99. Wow. And now it's like crack trying to find it. Like I'm on website seeing what's discontinued. You know, <laughs> gone but not forever. Like right, the right, makeup right, sites. Right, right. Do you know what the carrier oil is? Like that's the base of the rose oil. It's all rose? No, like jojoba oil or sunflower seed. I don't know. Yeah. I bet if you like look into what the formulation is, you can find something close. Now I do love oils on my face. Yes. Like I I don't know why, but like I prefer it to cream. Midday, I don't wash my face or do anything. But like if I'm sitting around the house, I have this collagen, those little drops. Yes. Again, from Ross. Um, I put them under my eyes and then the Cetaphil or CeraVe yeah. eye cream. Love. And then um, at night, after I wash my face again, I don't really use the soap again on my face, but just like water only because yeah. I dry out so bad. And then I'll use the L'Oreal whipped thing, mm-hmm. which by the way... I didn't know it was $35. I got sold some of it for like $5 at the beauty salon. You know how people be yeah, coming yeah. in there with stuff they sold? Yeah. And it ju- I just had to go get it. I was like, is this real? <laughs> I bought three of them for like five bucks each and haven't had a new one in months. So right. maybe I need to change. But I use uh, that or I use the Benefit um, cream. Like it's nice. a very thick night cream. Nice. Yeah. I'm also team dry skin. You're young. You have very young skin. How do you feel about Botox, fillers? I know you spend some time in LA and I feel like I hear you talk about this and I feel the same way. Everyone in LA is doing stuff to their face. Would you ever? Yeah. Like if I start looking old, <laughs> yeah, shoot it up. <laughs> we could do it during this interview. I'll just be sitting here like, no, no, no. Yeah. What would you say, bro? <laughs> but don't you think sometimes it goes too far? Like yeah. you see those people with those like very swollen faces. My goal, if I ever started doing um, Botox and fillers, I only had my lips done. Like I had an, uh, a friend injector, Zoe. She was like, oh my God, do I'll do your lips. You need a little bit. And then you can give me an ad on horrible. I was like, okay. And I loved it. I thought it was sexy. But I think that if we do fillers or Botox, it should be to reverse our age, right. not to make it a weird new face. Right. That's right. all I would want to Right. How right. do you feel about it? I'm not against it, but I do think that people rather look weird than look old, mm-hmm. right? So they rather look like this like weird version of themselves than look like themselves with just a little bit older. Yeah. Which I think it's like a little twisted. Now, K. Michelle, her new face, that one's a good one. Yeah. It's, I mean, some people have really good work done. Like Michaela um, from uh, I May Destroy You, she did incredible work. What? Yeah. What does she do? Oh, you, you'll have to you'll have to look at it before and after. And I love her. Like I'm she such a fan of her. I think she's amazing, beautiful face. She's incredible, and I think she's a genius. Um, but if you look at like before and after, you can see yeah, oh, okay. she's done some work. Yeah, but it looks good. I mean, she looks amazing. So if you make me like a little chisels, give me model, <laughs> maybe. But at the same time, I don't know. Like somebody said something to me when I was starting my TV show in like PR, and they said it's so easy to market a show like yours and a girl like you because. Did he say you're not that hot? He said something like that. What? And I was like, huh. And I realized like, it's true. Like I've been to so many like Hollywood parties. Like I'm not that Instagram girl at all. Right. I look like a normal person, (laughs) but you know what I'm talking about? You know, the makeup look I'm talking about. Right, 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 right. That party that just happened this week. Right. Club love or whatever. Girl, like everybody in there was like over the top. First of all, they all do the eyes, like the cat eyes, the fox eye thing. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, they've all got a brand new face and they look really in good. In a BBL. But they're Kim Kardashian. Right. Whether right. they're an Asian, black or white Kim Kardashian, <laughs> they are all her. Right. That's so true. So, that's so true. It kind of makes me like my normal face. Well, you have a beautiful face. I think you're definitely you above too. average. But I think that 
I think there's something that's not relatable when you look like that, when you've like messed with your face so much. And like, and I think about like Carrie Bradshaw, how everyone loved Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City because she just looked yeah, like regular then, kind of. On Family Guy, they didn't say her face looked like a foot. You remember that? Oh no, I don't watch Family Guy. Okay, well that was like a viral I thing. I love Carrie. I do too. But I did read some thing pieces on her. Sex and City is my favorite show. I watch it every night before I go to I'm sleep. I'm obsessed. Like people that come over like... I saw you a year ago. Didn't you watch the same? Like, I always have. <laughs> it never gets old. So there was a think piece about how Carrie was super toxic. And how, how, so? how she was so bad to Aiden that they gave us Jack Berger just to make us like her again. She was really trash to Aiden. Yes, she was. I mean, she was like cheating on him. They called her whiny. They said that she was always bitchy about men. That um, like even big was her own fault. Like she just kept going back in these traps. And right. I was like, huh. Like if we had a friend like Carrie, would she annoy us? She made everything probably. about her. Yeah, probably. Probably now that you say that. You know, a slapper. Well, I'm happy we brought up sex in the city because I do want to ask you tips for being more sex positive. So I've been married a long time, five years, long time. Um, so I'm like deep into marriage. I love that you say long time, five long time. years, man. Long time. Because you know time. what? I, I got People engaged. People married for a hundred years, girl. I was engaged when I was 23, which is really young. And I, uh, I got married when I was 25. I feel like not a lot of people that I know get married that young. But a lot of my listeners are single and out there and mingling. So like what tips do you have for people that want to like try new things or like maybe they're a little more on the vanilla side and they want to like spice things up? What tips would you have for them? It's hard because my whole show is so like past that point. It's so past it. Yes. That I very rarely (laughs) answer questions like this again. But assuming they're as sweet as you with a turtleneck, (laughs) I would say my best advice for people that are super vanilla, like We've spent the last year and a half in quarantine thinking Mm -hmm. the world would end. Right. And when you have moments like that, I feel like it really shows you how short life is. True. So why not experience something that may seem outside of yourself? Now, obviously, you don't want to have sexual experiences that will make you feel feelings of Mm self-worthlessness or insecure Mm -hmm. or something like that. But if there's ever anything sexual that may have seen seemed too taboo or even a one night stand being a little too something that you'd be judgy for... Why not be that girl this summer and have some fun? Yeah. And if really all it is is about judgment, don't fucking tell anybody. <laughs> right. Keep it. Keep Seriously. It, like yeah. when I first started having threesomes with my partner, I had one friend tell me that they thought I was doing it for him. And then I didn't share anything else with them. And you just kept it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all put our own shit on other people. Mm-hmm. We're all telling everybody like, oh my God, how could you do that to yourself? Don't you feel like this? Uh, No. Right. Someone has asked me like this. They don't really do it anymore. But when we started horrible, like how I feel about being a a role model like that to young women, I was like, girl, if young women can access my show, someone needs to snatch the bone. Right. That's not who I'm for. Right. But I feel very good about what I do. Like as salacious and funny as it is and silly, when there's ever a moment where we even talk about how we're irresponsible. We may laugh at it, but acknowledge that those moments are bad. Yeah. Whether it be not using a condom, like how dare we, you know what I mean? Like, bitch, are we dumb? Like, how could we not? How could we be sex positive in this? And like, not even think to do that. Like that's the type of energy I would put into having sex like that. But when it comes to consensual sex and sex that we all want, Mm -hmm. I celebrate it no matter what it is. That's great. Because it's not going to be the same for everyone. We all like different things in sex. Mm -hmm. We'll all accept different things in sex. And so, whereas I'm not the girl who wants to get peed on, as crazy as that may sound to your (laughs) listeners, like, I'm not going to get mad at the girl who wants it and craves it that went out and go go do it. Right. One person's pee may be another girl's choke. Like, that's like, you know, 
putting your hands around a neck. That doesn't sound like it's that crazy, but maybe it is for someone. Right. Very true. Great advice. (laughs) Well, well, as Horrible Decisions has grown and as your like individual profile has grown, how do you deal with people that have like negative things to say about you or just people that are like hating from a distance? I was like really having a hard time with that, especially when it was about looks too. Hmm. Um, My co-host has had awful things said about her, our bodies being compared. And I've I've had Mandy on on the podcast and she talked about her. Uh, just like weight loss surgery and how she's had to deal with all of that. It's like so hard. I can't imagine. Like if I had comments like I've seen from Mandy, there's no way I could keep doing horrible decisions. Yeah. Not even kidding. But she is very secure about who she is and gained a lot of com- confidence through her weight loss surgery mm-hmm. and coming into her own. But like, no, if that was me, I, I'd have a fucking breakdown. So whether she's ever had a breakdown or not, I don't know. But she takes it and it's just like, whatever, I'm for who I'm for. Um, for myself personally, Actually, I would say the looks thing didn't bother me as much as like people thinking I'm a bad person. That was hard. Why did people think you were a bad person? Probably how I treat Mandy when we're in a fight. Mm, you guys do fight. <laughs> and when I probably say something or act really like snide or like whatever, like I could see that. But we're human and yeah. I get bitchy. You know what I mean? But and it's I'm not saying it's right. It's definitely yeah, wrong. No, no. But you don't imagine tens and thousands of people, a hundred thousand people looking at you saying, Oh my God, why would she say something like that to someone? It makes you look like a mean girl. And I don't think I'm a Regina George. No, I don't think so either. And I feel like you're, you're, the communication between you two has improved so much from like, I think back to that therapy episode. We had therapy like, last night. That's great. That's <laughs> great. It's so interesting, the looks thing, because I think men aren't criticized the same way. Like no one talks about the way like Charlemagne looks, for example. Bro, guys can be ugly. Yeah. That's or, just the truth. Charlemagne's not ugly. No, no, no. <laughs> but like guys can be ugly. Right. You know what I'm saying? And by ugly, by anyone's standard. Right. Right. Like if someone thinks you or I are ugly because they're attracted to a different type of woman, we can't look this way. But with men, right. it's just like, well, they're not my type. So that's really how people treat it's it. It's such a double standard. You just got your braids done. <laughs> braids are your, is that your go-to? Yeah. Like how, how long does it take? So I just did the perimeter. That was about two and a half hours. My whole head, she takes five. Okay. Shay comes to my house. It's great. Listen, and my braider has a kid. She lives in Bushwick. And I'm like, so do you want me to Uber you? Did you get your nanny? Girl, I'll be offering to pay for the nanny. I'll be like, please come to me. And honestly, my life has changed since Shay has uh, known me, right? Like I am, I'm almost too busy to sit for five hours. Wow. And, uh, you know, I need to be on Zoom calls. I need to be like messaging and shit. And she said to me the other day, I was like, I, I really need my hair done, but I don't want to bother you. I'll come to you. She says, no, I really need you in your own hoe habitat, please. Or you'll drive me crazy. <laughs> Oh, habitat. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, she's right. But uh, I made braid. Ma- I try to make braid day fun because I know how bad I am. Yeah. Even when I get my makeup done, I'm like this. You know, I'm like constantly looking. Oh, no, no. What are you saying? Like, it's bad. So I get us lunch. I get a matcha. Now Shay loves matcha. Love we it. watch some trash TV simultaneously while I send emails. Love it. Yeah. You've got to make it work for you. And, I'm, and it's fun. Now I don't like, like dread it. And you do lashes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel Obviously, like they're not filled in. Oh, no, they look great. I So I have like no lashes naturally. And I started getting fake lashes and then I got addicted to it. And that's why like I had to stop because I would look at my face without lashes and be like, oh, I'm ugly. So I had to stop because I did. I was like warping my perception. You know, like I feel like lashes are addictive. So that happened to me, Brooke. Yeah. And, um, now what I do is just do Latisse. OK, <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, I am hotter with lashes. <laughs> so when I lived in Mexico, I bought up a bunch of Latisse because that shit is expensive. The magnetic strip ones? No, no, no. The one, Latisse is the... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, how do I say it? It's a formula made to like help grow your lashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I line my lashes with them at night so I can like grow the natural ones while I'm wearing fake ones. While you're doing the fake ones. You know, it's like putting castor oil when you got braids in. 
Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. The what else under there? What other like beauty splurges do you do? Facials, face massages. I know that sounds so weird, but I love face massages. I'm not even kidding. No, it's great for like to release all the tension in your face. That's the only reason I get facials. Bliss Spa, like, and like all W hotels have that. Yeah. But I like their products. And like, I used to do some cheap ones, like Groupon facials. And I realized now. Yeah, no, no. What about Gua Sha? I've never been there. No, no. Like Gua Sha. It's like a jade. Oh, the jade roller. I feel like you would love that if you like facial massage. I use a jade roller when they're like cold and when yeah. I'm puffy, but yeah. I don't do it every day. Oh, wait, the lipstick. Oh, thank you. I don't want anyone to see it. Is it? Mandy cursed out our audience when there was lipstick on her teeth recently. It's gone. Okay, no, thank you for letting me know. <laughs> um, have you ever made a big beauty mistake? Uh, my eyebrows like all the time. <laughs> you have great eyebrows though. Today. Today, okay. I make them too dark. Then I want to do give you a stripper brow. My eyebrows have been the worst mistake of my beauty life. Yeah. But it's I mean, okay. That's, I hear that answer all the time on this podcast. People look back at their eyebrows in the 90s, early 2000s, and they were like, what was I doing? Honestly, one of my friends, Venus, she has the thinnest eyebrows ever, and they fit her face so, so much. Yeah. Why? Only yeah. her. Nobody else could do eyebrows. Well, do you know who else has really thin eyebrows and looks so cool? Zola. Do you know Zola? Yes. She has like this like very thin eyebrow, but it looks cool. It only looks good on them. You have to have a face for that. Yeah. If I had eyebrows like that, they'd be like, do you? I was going to, never mind. I can't even say what I was going to say, but it's given like sick girl. <laughs> absolutely growing up who, do, who did you look up to in terms of beauty icons like who did you think wow they look amazing i wish i could look like that beyonce <laughs> yeah we all love beyonce beyonce and i would say i had a jessica alba thing like i loved honey when that movie came oh out oh my god same and i used to think that or people would tell me i looked like her they were really lying but people would say that to me <laughs> i can see like a slight resemblance it's just like skin. <laughs> but when people would say it i was like oh my god she's so pretty and then alicia keys Oh, I loved Alicia Keys. She didn't need anything. I know. Remember when she said she wasn't going to wear makeup? It was like, oh, oh. You, you were wearing makeup before? Yeah. I feel like when Alicia Keys first came out, there was like cornrows. And just even the way she presented herself was like very laid back, very cool, very like... And you just brought up someone when I walked in, Tiana Taylor, like, oh my God, yes. ultimate like hot girl as far as like style. And her I, body. Oh, yeah. I hate her. Have you seen her body after a kid? I know. Two kids. Oh, I forgot. Do you want to be a mom one day? Oh my God, yes. How many kids do you want to have? Literally, that was the reason I was terrified of getting um, a COVID vaccine. Really? I was like, I don't want to be infertile. Like, oh, is know. that a rumor? I just didn't know. Yeah. I felt like, you know, at first they weren't giving it to pregnant women. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what if it's going to fuck me up? What if I can't have kids? Yeah. My mom didn't have me until she was 39, 40. My aunt had a few miscarriages. And it was just like, well, what if I'll never be able, never be able to have a kid? I've been pregnant before. I was uh, 18. But I'm just saying, like, when I'm ready... I was a little bit worried that like I wouldn't be able to carry to term. Right. So it's just really everything scares me. I have the nerve because I drink too much. I'm like, I'm so worried about my body. (laughs) (laughs) Do you worry about physically how your body will change after you have a child? No, because I know that I want to have money when I have a kid. So I'll just pay to get it done. I have like the mommy makeover. No shame. If I hate my tits, I'll buy new ones. Fair. Right. Because like. For me, like, yes, yeah, some people, <laughs> uh, I'm not that fair to myself. Yeah. If I hate something about my body, I think I can change it if I want to. Like my, I, my breasts are augmented, but I think about that all the time. I'm like, if I do not snap back from the gym, <laughs> give me a few days, yeah. take me to a nice little spa resort. Give me a little, you know, whatever, put it in my butt. Maybe we'll get something new. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, I gained 60 pounds while I was pregnant and I still have 20 pounds to lose. So yeah, yeah. I don't look like that. Thank you. But you yeah. don't look like you have 20 pounds. I don't know where it would come from. Well, 20 pounds to be like my like pre-pregnancy weight, but maybe I won't ever get there, which is fine. And my baby's nine months. So. Oh my God. And you're yeah. like, 
My ex-girlfriend just had a baby. Yeah. It's literally like, I would say it's barely two months, 45 days old. Oh. She's like, yeah, so I just got to get back in the gym. Wow. And- She's hardcore. I'm like, bro, you weren't even in the gym like that. We used to get like, but she just needs it to feel better about her body. And I think I she looks that. so good right now. Yeah. Maybe it's her boobs, but, and she's glowing. Yeah. Yeah. There's that glow. So like, I don't know what she's seeing, but she's like, no, I want to feel like myself. Yeah. And um, real. I do feel sad about that pressure, but, um, you know, I, like I'll, I want to suck it out. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Didn't Kim Kardashian get that done right off the table or wasn't there a celebrity that like, Oh, I feel like a lot of celebrities do it. Like if you, especially if you have a C-section, you're like already under. So they're like, just do what you need to do while I'm out. That's too much recovery. Yeah, I agree. No, I mean, I am also afraid of surgery. Um, I want to, I want to talk about self-care because you are very busy and you're also like living in a city that's like very busy and chaotic. How do you find time for yourself to just like relax and like not make it about work? I feel like you do a lot, which we talked about at the start, but like, how do you like take time just for yourself? That's like not work related. My favorite things to do for self-care now that I have less free time is watching TV in my house alone and eating in my bed. It (laughs) used to be doing things like mani, petty and massages. And now it's really just being alone. Yeah. Which is so strange because this is the type of person I am. Like, you know, like constantly checking. Like it's just, I, my brain goes insane from that. And um, when I watch TV, it's the best. And I love watching trash. What do you watch? Oh, my God. I just watched The Wild Whites of West Virginia. <laughs> this is like a new level of trash. It's like I've meth. Ne- I've never heard of this show. Wonderful white West Whites of West Virginia. You, everyone, <laughs> if you love trash, and by trash, I mean trailer. <laughs> it's so good. They got no teeth. They like meth. They, there was a lady who had a... Brooke, you're way too poised for this, but she was having the baby in the hospital, snorting prescription pills after she pushed the baby out. The hospital keeps the baby and they're in the car like, why? What? I don't understand. <laughs> what network does this come on? Uh, you, It's on Amazon Prime, but it's a documentary. It came out like 10 years ago. Oh my I God. like that kind of trash. I love a 90 Day Fiance trash. Okay. Extreme Sisters. Okay. With, I don't know anything. <laughs> it's just TLC just has a great trash lineup, but Extreme Sisters is like twins and just how they interact with each other. Yeah. And there's one set that uh, shares a boyfriend. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me because I'm like, it's not polygamy, but it is. They need to have sex next to each other. They're sisters and they share a boyfriend. Yeah. No, that's too much. They ovulate, want to ovulate and have a baby at the same time. That's too much. They went to a coffee shop. This is last night's episode. (laughs) And they're like, can you make them the same? Okay. But like exactly the same coffee. Weird. And they're not like they're twins or anything. Right. They're just sisters. No, no, they're sorry. They're twins. They're They're twins. twins. They're all identical twins. But um, I don't know. I feel like trash TV, whenever you see somebody that's doing worse than you, you're like, all right, my shit's not it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like meditating or like working out, but it's trash TV. That's it for Working you. out, I don't think is even, I don't even put in my self-care because yeah. that's so much where it, it's like, it has to go in the routine. Right, right, right. Um, when working out wasn't in that, I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel as good. Yeah. So when you said self-care, I know that the working out daily is part of that. Yeah. But I'm thinking of really me thing. When you like just unplug and yeah. I think um, self-care should... It almost feels like a job. When I go get my nails done, I'm like, I have to do this. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. In the quote unquote leisure time. Like, I'm not going to leave myself out of this. Yep. Getting my braids done today. Like, that wasn't fun. <laughs> right. It's like maintenance. Yeah. It becomes like maintenance, like a car that you have to like tune up and do all these things for. Exactly. I got to tune out my nails, feet, hair, uh, and body. Good right. point. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. Well, final question for you. And it's when do you feel most beautiful? In the morning. Okay. 
not even going to lie. I know people don't feel that way, but I'm more stressed out at the end of the day. I like my face without makeup mm-hmm. and I'm like a little attention whore. So when I wake up with someone and they tell me how pretty I am in the morning, then yeah. Someone that I've been seeing said to me recently on FaceTime, like, why did you put makeup on to call me? And I was like, I'm not. <laughs> There's like literally nothing on me, but I, I do like that. And I wondered, it's not even that. I think I just looked happier to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, when you really appreciate your skin for what it is, and once you get it to a place where you're yeah. happy, then that's great. Um, you know, Kiki Palmer's always got us on her skincare journey. And yeah. I love seeing when she's feeling good about her skin. Yes, true. It's like that confidence. You don't need anything else. You don't. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's so great me, getting No one to ever you. asked me about beauty. Oh, well, this is so much fun to talk to you about. You should talk about it more. I should, but nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear about blowjobs. <laughs> beauty and blowjobs. What kind of lipstick do you wear on it? <laughs> <laughs> Segment idea. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Brooke. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Thank you all so much for listening. Wheezy was an absolute pleasure and joy to speak to. I find her to be so funny, so personable. If you're not listening to Horrible Decisions, definitely check it out. It comes out every Monday. So same day as Naked Beauty. So just do the two back to back. It's totally different from this podcast, like wildly, wildly different, but I think still fun. And I just love to see women of color really making it in podcasting, really making their dreams come true. And I think Wheezy is very inspirational. So Again, I thank her for coming on the show and for sharing with us. And I thank you all for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 